And we're live. <laughs> Whoops. Oops. That was uh, not I don't know if you nearly could... as climactic as you wanted it to be. I mean, it's showing up on the computer over there. So, I mean, just let you all know. It's about 2.45 in the afternoon. I'm Give or take. Yeah. Had a nice little bottle of Jose Cuervo. And you got to work later. I'm telling you, man, I stick with the clear stuff when it's still daylight out. No, you got to go on Yeho. Yeah. Let's not talk about the Jameson, though. Yeah. That one's what? coming. We won't talk about that at all. I am drinking a beautiful Orange Blossom Pilsner today. Uh, Ooh, gotta love Jose. Sorry, I almost burped. Tyler, what are you drinking over there? I'm also drinking beautiful Orange Blossom Pilsner. Perfect. Brought by you. <laughs> Appreciate it, buddy. I'm here for you, pal. Excellent. Uh, welcome to the... Uh, what, what episode are we on? This Nine? Is episode eight. Eight? Eight? Seven episode? was our best ever. It was Correct. the pinnacle so far. If we make it to ten, I'm gonna... I'm going to take out a full-page ad and buy t-shirts. I paused, because what is that? Is that a... We could knock out three episodes right now, and then you got to buy t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Monetize! Monetize! Let's get there. Speaking of that, well, yeah. um, we got a solid little podcast, I feel like, ahead yeah, of us. We do. Um, lots of bartender opinion on drinks. Well, speaking um, of that, you were talking about a brand new place that opened up downtown, right? Well, I now, with that being it. said, I, I don't know how brand new it is. Okay. Um, so that 7-Eleven, that really weird 7-Eleven that's got like a wall built around it in downtown, it's like yeah. orange and something. I don't remember what that intersecting road is. Got the fountain that a lot of chicks get drunk and take pictures on mm. right outside it? That 7-Eleven? I don't know. Okay. It's in downtown. From your house, if you were to jump onto... Fuck, I don't even know what that street is called. You're not good with my area. We always do this in the beginning. Let's get on a roll. Yeah, well, no, I mean, there's a, it's called Reyes, I think. Okay. And it's a Mezcaleria. See, I told you. <laughs> if people could even understand what we were talking about on the first three episodes, it's how I'm telling you Mezcal is coming up. It's going to be huge. I think it's going to be big, but I don't know if it's... Uh, after further analyzation, I do like Mezcal. I think it's going to be big, but I don't know if it's going to be as big as you think it is. I think that the fact that there is an entire bar dedicated to Mezcal that just opened up in our little town, that in all honesty, the drinking scene is just evolving. So one bar. Now, I'd be interested to look up how many more bars have opened up down in Miami, because when I was down there a year ago, there was two. And they actually had, the reason I was telling you I think it was such a big thing coming around is because they actually served us the shot of Mezcal with traditional scorpion salt. Right. Salt, orange zest, and crushed up scorpion. Right. And I think Mezcal is one of those liquors because it's not new, or it's not old. Yeah. That you can play with it. Exactly. Which is awesome. So you see people, like, I don't know if you've heard Mezcal and avocado. No. Just a slice of avocado and Mezcal is incredible. And I find that interesting, dude, because at Earl's, we have a sweetened avocado puree that we do a frozen margarita with. Why don't you... So I'm going to try mixing some... Yeah, we do. We have the Vita del Magui. Look at you. Oh, yeah. Look at you. You speak Spanish now. (laughs) (laughs) Hasta tu sueño. How many times did you have to say that in the mirror before you got it right? I mean, usually I just say it in my head. I don't know what it's going to sound like when it comes out. <laughs> this is going to be great or it's going to be a crapshoot. Let's just go with it. Somebody's going to get offended. You know, speaking of that, I, slight alter Deviation. Off, deviation from what we're talking about. The back streets are the best. Let's hear it. 
The Backstreet Boys? Is that what you're going with? I was not, but I see where your head's at. Well, one of the Backstreet Boys just got a Buccaneers tattoo, and you know how I feel about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, I do. Yes. Anyways, um, <laughs> the names of beers. Speaking of, Super Bowl in Miami. We're going to try and be there. Yeah, because the Bucks will be there. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who are they going to lose to? Oh, we're not losing. Ooh. I mean, you did I'm put also down $5. Not, I'm not taking any win. more bets on this because I'm already, gonna, <laughs> I'm already in deep. One birthday and a beer tour and he's out 50 bucks. <laughs> per person. <laughs> but you spread it out over the next five years, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Installments. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking $10 a year is what you're going to get out of me. Hey. Anyways. I'm a Jew, man. We collect interest. It's like Bobby Bonilla. You know about him, right? <laughs> yeah. Bobby Bonilla Day. Do you know about him, Tyler? No. He uh, gets paid like $1.32 million every year from the Yankees, and he's been retired for like 15 years. Yeah. Because they backloaded his contract. Yep. So he gets paid more than some current players that are playing on the team, and he just sits at home and watches the games. That's awesome. He's like in his 50s or 60s, and he's he was an average, like maybe... At one period yeah. in his career, slightly above average player. Mm-hmm. I mean, he stellar. was no, but he was a hitter. He was yeah. a smasher, but he was not home run. Uh, you know what he was? Master what? Smart. He was ridiculously <laughs> smart because that guy makes. I wonder if he fills out a credit application. How much do you make a year? Well, in June, I get about one point three two million plus whatever else I'm doing. Yeah, plus any spots I decide to do on TV. You know, if I was a bookie, local he car would show be, appearances. I would put him as the face of my booking agency if I was a bookie. Brilliant, <laughs> Bobby Bonilla booking. <laughs> That's genius. I love it. Everybody talks about oh, he's he robbed the Mets. He robbed him. No, he they structured it and he signed. And he was like, okay, so I'm never going to run out of money. He's like, so wait a second. If I stay on the team and keep performing, y'all are going to pay me until I'm like 65 or 70? Here's what I'm Where wondering. Where do I sign? And I'm wondering if you, you could drop look a this blood? up for like, me. How many, what percentage of American athletes go bankrupt after their professional careers end? I would be willing to say it is this, it is close to the same amount of people that win the lottery. I would say no. I would say it's close to the er, amount of people who play the lottery. <laughs> well, I mean, then we're just talking about decrepit America. Well, I mean, I think more only 10% of football players, just the NFL, mm-hmm. um, go don't go bankrupt. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, in the and same vein of what we're talking about, I love the ideas of people like, let's call it back to like 2006, Chameleonaire. Chameleonaire. Riding dirty. You remember that shit? You know he never he, cusses in his raps. I don't really care. <laughs> but Will Smith don't got a cousin that's wrapped in something. You don't notice. So according yeah. to a 2009 Sports Illustrated article, 78% of NFL players are either bankrupt or under financial stress within two years of retirement. So you add a roster twice that size and you have the baseball. But you yeah. have baseball. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that with the MLB, it'd probably be roughly the same number maybe. Bobby Bonilla found a way to beat NBA is yeah. 60%. Okay. So NFL is really... But 60% is still pretty bad. It's all that Over CTE. is, yeah. Yep. It's probably all the CTE. Yep. But it's, <laughs> My concussion told me to buy this Ferrari three times. But no, where I was going with Chameleonaire, I wasn't just bringing up old raps from 2006. <laughs> it was because he dropped out of, essentially, quote unquote, dropped out of the rap game, to went to a California, and became a tech investor. He, he, would, he would fund incubators. Yeah. Have you ever... What's that movie? Silicon, Silicon Valley, Valley. man. I've One of the most it. phenomenal shows out. I don't know how I haven't watched it because they shit on 
Kid Rock on the first episode. Oh and my I god, yes Rock. they do. Because, <laughs> quote unquote, Kid Rock is the poorest person at this party. <laughs> so good. I'm telling you, man, but you and I could even learn something about starting up our quote-unquote LLC that we have coming up here. Right. From some stuff on that show. Um, it's really interesting. As long as TJ Miller's not in charge. But back to the con- back to yeah. the conversation at hand. Mezcal, though. So Mezcal, you're right. I, well, let me let me just jump on this. I, I love what you're talking about because Mezcal is in that area where it's not new, but it's not old. So you go into any given bar that's not a Mezcaleria. There's no Mezcal snobs. They have, well, besides that, they have t- one maybe two different types of mezcal behind the bar. Right. That, to me, says it is so much easier to walk in and be like, yo, do you guys want another mezcal? It's so much easier than going in to try to, say, sell a bourbon. Because you go in and you're like, yo, do you want to buy our home-crafted small-batch bourbon? I mean, it's really good, but nobody's ever heard of it. And it's like when somebody asks about your bourbons, you're going to list off nine high-quality bourbons and then ours, and they're not even going to listen to ours. But with Mezcal, if somebody comes in looking for Mezcal, and then that's where it becomes on us to go in and do the promotion. So from a small batch We go batch in, we have you put on a little pair of short shorts and a tight top and everything. And show the girls Pass off. out Mezcal shots, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. And they don't want me to do it. I they mean, want this guy to do it. There we go. They Have you ever seen, uh, what was that, Dodgeball? Yeah. Where, where they found the skinny kid, the Justin Long kid, to get inside the rims all nice and deep like Yeah. Yes, is there. Play him with his belly button. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's gonna be. Ooh. He's gonna be our guy. Um, yeah, I'm gonna crack open the Jameson on that one, <laughs> dude. You're already Man. done with the tequila. Dude. How 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 far are we into this, dude? These are airplane bottles. Man, that was ten one shot. minutes. We we still got another forty to fill with that, dude. And we're we're on the first topic. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, quick update so people don't think I'm weird. I, we're taking a shit ton of pictures from now on. I was just about to say, man, see, this is it. This is what people want to see is the background here. Yeah, people want to see the background of where Tyler's all the room. magic happens at Tyler's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Stop taking pictures of the bed, his computer. That's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, um, oh, back like to Mezcal. So I agree. Mezcal's great. Um, I just like Cheers, how it guy. manipulates food. Oh, because you're drinking water. (laughs) Shut up. You're already going to get me in trouble as it is. I get you in trouble every time we see each other. Right? Ashley thinks you hate her and you think she hates you. Neither of you hate the other. So She's fantastic. (laughs) I just like to do things with you that are not always in her best interests. And I understand that. It is. Well, it's not her best. It's not her best interest. It's it's our best interest. Fair enough. I'm getting married. I'm going to be a married man. Dude, and you're speaking like it already. I like it. Well, and also, you call her my what? Your finance. Yeah, because it's been too (laughs) much. She's the only one that can be trusted with the money. Correct. That's a shout out to you, Ashley. I know you're the one in the the relationship that is going to get you guys into 2020 with some money. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of that, do you know why I'm getting married in 2019? So you can sandwich the family here while you can trap them here in Florida, right? Because she didn't want to say she got married in 2020. Oh, why? So she could say hindsight's 2020. <laughs> she's so she could say, she's just like it just sounds so stupid, and I'm like, well, what if we get made, married like three days before? Yeah. And we were at World of Beer having a few drinks before I worked there when I still loved the place. But what about all the puns? She could just be like, 
I had 20-20 vision and I could see he was the right one. Uh, well, she's gay, but she's not that bad. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, uh, back to topic. Speaking of terrible jokes, do you know Abraham Lincoln was Jewish? No. Yeah. He no. got shot in the temple. Bow. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. I'll That's fix it in post. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> just point out that whole one and now it's just the mystery of... What did he say? Yeah. And hopefully it'll garner it. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll come back to it at a later episode. Yeah. Oh, man. I should just be like, holy shit, thank God I cut that out. <laughs> and then we'll be like, what did he do? And it'll just cut to that. He'll be like, what did he cut out? Quality that Area joke. 51 chatter. Yeah. Quality joke. Let's well, leave it in there. It's a great joke, but it's not a good one. It's a great not one. Not a man. good one to say on a live there's mic that people will listen. about that. Anyway. Please, do you think there's some Abraham Lincoln relative somewhere that's now going to come tiki torch me or something like that? <laughs> yes. Get the hell out of here. Anyways. Back to subject. Jump up and punch them in the face because they're probably 6'4. <laughs> Just like fucking Brad Pitt in the movie Troy with a sword. You got it. Anyways, back so, to topic. Um, we were talking about bars. A mezcal. So grappa. Grappa, yes. From our standpoint and what we're trying to do mm-hmm. in uh, our vision of building something to where we can finally get out from behind the bar and start. Kind of supplying the bar a little bit. Yeah, building our beverage company empire. Correct. Um, Grappa is made. It's an alcohol. It's very strong. It's a sipping, like I guess. Would you almost compare it to like a mead? I would compare it more to a vodka, if anything. Okay. I don't really know. I don't really know how to explain it, but it's made from the grapes uh, or the the skins of grapes. You know what? I bet you the perfect word for it is is a fortified wine. I would say wine-based, very strong liquor. And um, I'm pretty sure if you were to look it up, that's the definition of a fortified wine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so grappa is an alcoholic beverage, grape-based brandy of Italian origin. So brandy. Contains 35 to 60% alcohol by volume. 35 to 60% alcohol. Mm-hmm. Interesting, and I only find that interesting because that's around the strength of some cask-strength whiskeys. Right. Which would be technically around like 55 to 58% usually. Oh, I have a great debate for you. Bring it on. So if it's on a cast-strength whiskey, do you need to drop water in it to open it up? Yes. I don't think so. Really? I prefer, personally, I don't put water in anything. Every once in a while, if I've had it 10 times, I'll try it with water. Mm -hmm. I'm a scotch guy, as you very well know. But cast-strength is pretty much whiskey. Yeah. And then regular whiskey that you'd find in a bottle that doesn't say cast strength is watered down. Yeah. I would and watered down I use that term loosely defined. Well, absolutely, because we so know that in the distillation process, liquor, vodka, whiskey, gin, rum, anything comes out 80-70% alcohol. Correct. And then so you, you have, have to cut water it. it down to a palatable amount. And I would be willing to say that that palatable amount was set by the what are they the ATF, mm-hmm. Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms. Just to put a legalized kind of regulation on it, right? So, so this is regular. Everything else shot. is cast. Everything else is cast straight or this and I don't think it's really. I think that they had to set a bar, but I don't know if it was regulated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I personally, as an avid Scotch drinker, I'm not Absolutely. really into bourbon as much as other people are, but I can appreciate it. Um, if it's not cast strength. I don't think you need to put water in it. 
it doesn't really do much. Fair enough. And now, especially in Florida, because there's water everywhere. You you wave your glass around in the air and it picks up some of the humidity. God damn it! Somehow it's half full, but the ice cubes yeah. are still the same size. I'll tell you this though. I think that's where our discrepancies lie because for me, with scotch, I agree with you. I'll drink scotch neat, just so I can get a little sip of it. It almost coats the palate, mm-hmm. and that's when you can absorb all the different flavors of it. Right. And that's why it comes in with the, if we've never talked about this before, the technique of how you sip a scotch. Take a good deep breath in beforehand, sip it, taste it, let it kind of sit there for half a second, anything, you don't gargle it, and then you breathe out. I have. We have, you know, with some good 18 years or something like that. You never want to spit that out. (laughs) But no, and then you breathe out, and then you get to absorb the flavors of it, and you don't get all the burn and the choke of that high-strength, high-proof alcohol. Right. But... Where I was going with this is I think that's where, for me, I can appreciate some different bourbons and things like that. And bourbons, because they are more in-depth flavor profile-y... Disagree. I believe... Well, now, then let me put it this way. It's a different... Bourbons have a different selection that they pull their flavor palette from. And those flavors that they pull from come out a little bit more when you put a drop or two of water in it. Here's why you like whiskey. Because the whole, across the board, it's complex. You're not going to get the same whiskey in Scotland as you do in Ireland, as you do in America. I think the only time that that line is a little skewed is in Japan. Because right now, Japan is going through a huge Scotch whiskey boom. Exactly. And they're... Yeah, all of their... um, All their master distillers... I'm not just trying to speak Japanese. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All of their master distillers are going to Scotland for like 10 years. Yeah. Learning the process. It's an island. And yeah. it's a cold... It's, the, the sea around it is, you know, pretty cold in certain mm-hmm. areas. So the, the climate and the soil and everything is very similar. The terroir, if you will. Yeah. Sure. Whatever that word means. Terroir means the... That it is a word for a wine or a type of wine that takes on the... Um, what you'd say, the characteristics of the region that it was Correct. created in. So that makes sense, yeah. So the, the terroir, terroir of like... Mean, yeah. So yeah. They're, trying to, they're trying to replicate that and not... They're not trying to go crazy with it, but they are trying to make... They're trying to make their stamp in scotch. Yes. And I think scotch, to me, is a more refined whiskey, for sure. Yeah. But um, bourbon is, is, a, is an, a completely different... Speaking egg. of... Before we jump off of this, real quick, I gotta show you this. Look at something that just came out that we need to buy a bottle of. One, quote unquote, so we can expense it at the end of the year. Yeah. And two, Port Charlotte 10. Yes. That's awesome. That's a big And do you see what it says too. on there? Heavily peated. I like it. I know. I like it. What I wanted is, to what smell is, what and is your taste. favorite, by the way? I like to smell and taste like a forest fire. Well, that's a very subjective question right now. Um, I think... Your most popular choice. If In a pinch, if like I'm somewhere and I need something that I know they'll have, I'm a big fan of Laphroaig Denier. Um, and I'm also... Anything from Ardbeg. Mm-hmm. You know, the upper eyelids, they're the PDS. Yeah. They taste really good. Speaking of that, uh, we got some news. Which I don't know if you're aware of. Do tell. Do tell. Um, my former boss. Yeah. Uh, but great friend of mine, Ian Cluquet. He is Ian. our has been upgraded to our foreign correspondent. And he will be camping out right between like Lafroig and Ardbeg. 
Let's talk to Ian. Our <laughs> Let's talk to Ian in the field. <laughs> no, well, he'll be. He's coming back in September, and he's going to give us a full synopsis of the whiskey and beer game in the United Kingdom. Interesting. But mainly, I believe uh, Scotland, Ireland, places like that. I'd love that. That'd yeah, be really so interesting. That's. I talked to him the other day about it, and he's pretty excited. So. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna bring back a little something, something I believe I like as it. well. So that's even better. Is, is he gonna come on the podcast? Yep. Nice. He'll be on the pod. Uh, that's when we'll, we'll have that all one the mics. At the world of beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we can't do it at the world of beer because we can't bring liquor into world of beer. Well, I mean, no, but we'll still have him on the podcast when we go there. Correct. And I mean, if we do it on the patio, that's not bringing it in, is it? Yes. Hundred <laughs> percent. Can I go get drunk on your patio but bring my own liquor? I mean, I don't really have a patio except for a front porch, yeah. but you're welcome to. Perfect. Come on your porch and not in your house, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so back to Grappa. Yeah. People are just giving that shit away, pretty much. Like, wineries don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, so they're just like... I think you know, that's really the, interesting. Yeah, so from a, from, from a standpoint of where we're at, maybe mm-hmm. the thing is, is Grappa's not one of those things that you yeah. can manipulate, really. Yeah. In Italy, where um, you see a lot of grappa, they just drink it straight in tiny little shot glass. You see, fancy and that's shot why I was almost saying that it's kind of like similar to mead. I would call it more in the bourbon category. I would okay. say brandy, bourbon, mead, I guess. Well, yeah, yeah brandy was in. Yeah. 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 Um, I could see that for sure. Yeah. Okay. Now that now that we know that information. Yeah. But, um,. I've actually had grappa before. It burns. It doesn't taste bad, though. It's very weird. It gives you... So you mean it burns kind of in an acidic way, not an alcoholic way? No. It burns in a sinus way. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Astringent. Astringent is a good word to use for that. (laughs) But it's definitely... If you haven't had grappa out there in the uh, Bartender's Ball podcast universe... Give it a try. Mm-hmm. But you should never drink it alone. That's the thing with grappa. It's like a bottle that you open up when family or friends come See, over. See, and that's... I would I would bear to witness that that comes from Italian tradition. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Yeah. By the way, I'm over 50% Italian, so I appreciate that. Oh, you know? do you? Yeah. This, this speaks to me. <laughs> yeah. I like it. So, speaking of that, just an interesting wine story as we're talking about the grappa and different techniques of making wine and stuff like that. One thing that I found that was so interesting in my journey of being a bartender, here, talking about it on the Bartender's Ball, was the Carmenier grape. I have no idea what that is. Okay. So the Carmenier grape, it's really interesting that it was, it's kind of nicknamed like the prehistoric grape. And the prehistoric grape, it's interesting because it existed in France probably in the start of the 1800s. And then became extinct. It was very similar to a Merlot grape, similar to that. And in the 1800s, France experienced a huge bug that wiped out a lot of their vineyards. And this grape was thought to be extinct. The, I guess the wind currents, something like that, ended up carrying the grapes down to South, or the seeds of the grapes down to South America, down in Chile and things like that, where the, just recently, the grape has been rediscovered down in South America. It had been being sold as a Merlot grape until they finally figured out it was this extinct grape that was back in the 1800s in France and is actually considered one of the six grapes of Bordeaux, I believe. 
And it's just interesting because, of course, the French, being so proud, once the Carmenere grape left France, was rediscovered in South America and Chile, they don't want it back at all. That's pretty weird because yeah. they're pretty particular about like their things. Exactly. I, and, well, actually, no, excuse me. I think I'm drinking a little too much early. I don't think it's one of the six grapes of Bordeaux because that's Italian. But it was just very interesting that it was thought to be an extinct grape, turned up an entirely different continent, and now makes a fantastic wine. That France wants nothing to do with. Yes. Pride yeah. would be the death of us all. I was going to say, pride. Pride. Sounds like a pride thing. I will say, I, I've gone on to say this, that pride and patriotism will be the death of our civilization. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> let's, 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 Step let's away from so that deep, edge, man. dude. Step away from that edge. <laughs> let's, let's, not, let's not do that. But um, <laughs> So before we get into the next one, yes, I have to do like three shout outs. Yeah? Who do you because got? Because I said, I told these people, if I shout them out, they have to listen to me. So, obviously, Ian Cloutier, we already shouted him out. Melanie Farrell, bartender at uh, World of Beer. Yeah, she deals with your shit. Oh, boy, does she. Heather uh, McCourt, also a bartender at World oh, of Beer. Oh, yes. And, uh, as per usual, the same two shout-outs we do every week. Jared and Matt. Yeah, thanks yes. for listening, guys. Number one fans. Number one fans. And I'm going to give it out a shout-out to my buddy Ray Miller. One of our buddies from high school. Fuck yeah. He's been listening since episode one, giving us feedback, comments. Perfect. And honestly, uh, we thoroughly enjoy the 30 of you that listen to this podcast. Yes. Um, Even though some of those are my mom, not I figuring out how to play it. I was gonna. I was wondering if how many of them are my mom because she wants me to succeed. Right. <laughs> so she's just going to listen to them 52 times yep. in a row, which I love and appreciate. Yeah. Thank you. Because eventually we'll monetize, and then that's uh, then eight, we're getting a dollar $18 play, for I mean, all 52 plays. I love it. Yeah, we'll split that three ways. Yeah. Love it. We'll all go drink a beer at a bar. Yeah, but we'll have to share it. Yep. That's a beer and a tip. But that's just from one mom. So, you just said a word there, tipping. Oh! I was on my way over here today. Yes, he called me. Stopped and by I Starbucks. I stopped him in the midst of his tracks and said, wait until the mic is on. Yes. Because we need to have this decision as organically as possible. Correct. I went through the Starbucks drive-thru today. And as I was leaving, I won't say what location, but I did get a slightly, <laughs> as you could say, down-the-nose look. From the drive-thru correspondent. That's a long <laughs> way down if they were looking at you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're such a dick. I know. But I was thinking, I'm like, was that look because I never tip? And I guess I'd, I'd, be wearing, I'd be willing to say that that comes from me being a bartender and the fact that I get tips because I also get an hourly wage of something that's $5.46 an hour. Now... Um, to do another shout out, Heather Kennan used to work at Starbucks, so she might be able to help us out with this because she does listen to the podcast. Nice. And I'm wondering what they pay per wage and if they have to claim their tips. They do not Which claim their different. tips. I've known three people that work at the location that I go to. One of them, who is which my manager or the manager at the location, right? My neighbor Brian, right? And I know <laughs> that they do collect tips, but it's one of those where the tips that they do collect in the little change bucket by the register are just kind of a happenstance, a courtesy, if you will. 
they're not a tipped wage employee. Right. They so do that's get what paid the at least minimum wage for starting, get paid upwards of ten dollars an hour once you become competent at at least drive through. Right. Drive through is tough. You know, you gotta have two conversations at once, hitting two different screens, cashing people out while you're taking orders. It it's is not easy. it's not an easy job. But at all. that's the thing, but I know that you're getting paid almost double my hourly. And I hate to say it, but that's why I don't tip. Yeah, but we never rely on our hourly, like ever. Have you ever relied on your hourly t- at a restaurant? No, but that's, that's only because I've been a tipped wage employee. That's that is where the the difference lies. But I know, but I that's can't why imagine I wonder that they're be... giving me a dirty look for not tipping ever. Because I, don't know if I go it's by that the Starbucks at least three, four times a week. The sisterhood of Drew's traveling pants could have come into play there. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> you had to breach that topic on air, didn't you? <laughs> Anyways. Um uh, well, I tip um, because the app guilts me into it. Fair enough. So if I'm paying with cash up front, yeah. which I hardly ever do, you'll see me throw some, you know, like a duck, a dollar or two. Uh, a ducket. A ducket or two. I was going to say dollar and change at the same time. That's what came out. Uh, a dollar <laughs> or some change or two. You know, I try to I try to at least give a dollar every time. Yeah. But then the app says, you can view your receipt and tip in the app. Yeah. So I'll do the 20% every time. It's Fair enough. Most it's ever been is two bucks. I was going to say, I mean, let's... If you're not using the app, though, and you go to Starbucks regularly, why? I'm a cash bartender, man. Yeah, That's it. you can load your card with cash, and you're getting free shit. Oh, so I didn't realize you're trying to get me on the Starbucks app. Why aren't you on the Starbucks app? I don't know. You get free shit. Really? Yeah, I just got a fucking... Hold on, I'm just trying to say, if they're trying to give me one of those shitty cake pops, I'm not No, I've never got a cake pop. But I get free coffee all the time, and I just got a freaking Starbucks mug that's really awesome. You you save up to 400 points. Do they do it like a growler? Can I fill it up with espresso and go? No. Fuck. Fuck. (laughs) But one of them could be coffee beans. You can get a bag of coffee. Interesting. Yes. Ground or unground. I'm all about a rewards program. You are all about free shit. Bartender's Ball now sponsored by Starbucks (laughs) we have no sponsorship from Starbucks Starbucks is in no way related to the opinions expressed on this podcast (laughs) but I think actually my fiance had to have a heart to heart with me and say you're spending too much at Starbucks I spend a lot of money at Starbucks like a little white girl I'm the worst but I love Starbucks like my typical, if I'm if I haven't had coffee at home, yeah. and it's a bad day, and I open, I get a a Trenti strawberry refresher, because those Trenti, it's, it's the largest. Oh, you can't really get it with most coffees. Sorry, I only I only max there's, out at Venti. I was gonna say there's past Venti. Yeah, it's Trenti. Trenti. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or Trenta, Trenti, Trenta, whichever. Because you're male. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag oligarchy. Oh, man. Hashtag 2020. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so I will get a Trenti ref- strawberry refresher, which is really good. If you haven't had the re- refresher, don't sleep on them. And then I'll get a Grande Nitro Cold Brew. Okay. So it's just enough to get me through my six, seven hour shift. Um, and my first impression would be, yeah, you're spending too much at Starbucks. <laughs> Correct. My fiance will say the same thing. I think it's bad enough. I spend five dollars there a day, some days. I uh, will. Venti iced americano, black. That's it. Like you like your man. You know it. Boom and women. Black and bigger than me. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Anyways. 
Um, so yeah, she had a heart to heart with me saying that I spend too much money there, so now I have to cut back and make coffee at home like a poor person. Ooh, Whoa. so bad oh, when you get that. I know, I know. Nice mixed coffee from Lucky's Market over here or Lowe's, whatever that place is that your dad gets that gourmet ass coffee from. Yeah, my stepdad works or lives near a Lowe's and but um so the the coffee from Lucky's isn't bad either. But now my now that we have a new coffee maker. We have like the ninja one. Yeah. Where it makes like cappuccinos, it'll froth the milk. Oh, I saw that. You guys set up a coffee station. Yeah. We have a coffee setup. You're like a barista. Yeah. Well the we have a coffee grinder too. <laughs> I have a coffee grinder too. So that makes it better. I don't know if you've like freshly brewed a pot of coffee from freshly yes. ground beans. Yeah. But it is the best. Oh yeah. It tastes so good. And I smoke a lot of cigars, which is very well known. Um, so thoughts on the Browns Eagles game. Perfect. <laughs> Speaking of coffee and what it does to you. Yeah. So the Browns players. Yes. You've been sitting on this for a little while. Yeah. What are you thinking? One of the most interesting things about the NFL is the fact that you can track back to the players that have won Super Bowls with the Patriots. That were drafted or played for a longer period of time on the Browns. Exactly. So what I'm wondering is, if the Browns don't get any of those players back, are they going to win the Super Bowl? I mean... And is the hype... Yeah. Everybody's hype is, like, they're high on the Browns right now. Oh, dude, the Browns Did you just plug your jewel into the back of your computer? Yeah, what about it? Oh, my God. Damn, this is the back of the stuff people don't need to see. (laughs) Are you wearing pants right now, big guy? I am. Oh. That way I can go home and just change my shirt and my shoes and go to work. There we go. Yeah, I'm lazy. I mean, you're used to a lifetime wearing pants. Yeah, yeah, not anymore. But, but anyway, anyway, Browns players. So yeah, there is. Yeah. I, I, it's it's kind of funny how they do that. The, and it's I was just hilarious. talking about. I was just talking to somebody about this about like, oh well, you know, this person is the greatest quarterback of all time because they had this receiver, and and I'm not a Patriots fan mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. But the difference between Tom Brady and Joe Montana. Is Tom Brady makes great receivers. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make him great. He makes him productive. Yeah. And that's anyone. And Drew Brees does the same thing. One game, he threw to, what, like 11 different receivers or something crazy like that? See, and now I'd, I'd almost be willing to say that it's... You might be right there because it is quarterback play. Because let's look at sample Pat Mahomes at the same time. Because look at how Pat Mahomes... Any receiver that was on his team... Say one guy gets hurt. Tyreek Hill gets hurt. You can pick up the guy that's going to be filling in for Tyreek Hill, know that he's going to get seven to eight targets. It's because they, they, they throw a receiver open. Well, no, I'm just saying, but it's... No, because I guess I should preface that with the fact that we talk about fantasy football from a lot of views here. Right. And the fact that seven to eight targets is nothing, but the fact that there's going to be five to eight of those completed to that guy. Right. Or the fact that... Patrick Mahomes is Did you say five to eight completed out of seven throws? Seven to eight. Five to eight might be completed. Oh. I mean, let's just say, you know, he was going for short passes to uh, their fill-in running back, Damian Williams, last year. And he would complete six out of six to him. And you didn't even think of Damian Williams as a receiving running back. And Everybody catches the ball in Kansas City. But that's what I'm saying is that I agree with you in the fact that certain quarterbacks like Tom Brady... Pat Mahomes, Drew Brees, they make receivers that go on their team. One instance, Cam Meredith. 
was on the Saints last year, when he was on the field, he had a good completion percentage, and I'd be willing to say that that was from Drew Brees and coaching. Right. Not as much from Cam Meredith, as much as he is a good wide receiver, yes. So do you think that Tom Brady can turn me into a Super Bowl winning receiver? No. You hear that, Tom Brady? Gotta prove him wrong now. Yeah, gotta challenge for you, Tom Brady. <laughs> gotta challenge. He's gonna take you naked sunbathing with him in France and I'm, teach you everything he knows. I'm just as big as Gronk, just in the wrong way. Woof. <laughs> in the cups. <laughs> you both sporting a D cup. Oh, man. Well, speaking of grave robbing. Oh! Zing. How long, and for those of you that are friends with me on Facebook, you would have seen this post. How long after, or how long after someone's buried in the ground does it take to differentiate between grave robbing and archaeology? One would say exhume the body. Exhume? Yes. Yeah. Oh, just not exhume the body, just the products around it. <laughs> just relieve them of their artifacts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. how long, what, what's your opinion on that? I mean, I'd definitely say only because I saw the post, I know, 50 years. 50 years? It's like, I go into it and I was like, hey, a cool necklace out of a pyramid, it's an archaeological find. Yeah. But I'd say, hey, a cool necklace out of a gravesite, and it's like I'm a fucking asshole. Yeah, because you're, <laughs> you're still hanging out with the guy whose grandma that you took it from. I've never done it before. I'm just, <laughs> just saying. Oh, let's, yeah, let's not put that on air. <laughs> <laughs> I did go to school. Two of, when I moved to Florida in 1998, uh, the second school I went to, which was Boone Middle School, and the high school I went to, which is Haines City High School, we're right across the street from each other. That's in Plant City, right? No, it's in Haines City. Oh, heard. Do I need to go get that girl again to explain Yeah, so this she to can you? show me on her arm. You got Plant City, you got Haines City. No, you, you got, got Claremont, you, you got, got Kissimmee. You got then Plant you got City, you have Lakeland, Winter Haven, Auburndale, Davenport, Haines City. Why is this interesting? Because you keep saying I'm from Plant City. <laughs> so why do you hate being from Plant City? That's the bigger issue. Here. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hate being from Plant City. What do you have City? against all these people from Plant City? I have nothing against anyone from Plant City. I'm just not from Plant City. You're just good friends with a lot of people from Plant I'm City. I'm from Los Angeles. Heard that. No. Go Dodgers. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you grew up in what? Fucking... Ocoee. Sanford? Yeah. Yeah. No, Ocoee. Is it? It's completely different than Sanford. Is it? Yeah, because I mean, one's way to the west and one is kind of northeast, central Florida. But you know, no, back back to your point, you know, Grave Robin. (laughs) (laughs) What's your your wait time? I would say after the immediate family dies. That sounds about right. Well, you gotta go, I would go grandkids. After they go, then you can jump in there. Yeah, but He's that's not to... typically going to be 50 years. Yeah, that's let's talk about lifespans It's going to be more like 100 years. Well, you know, with my high level of income and science. And well, see, my 200 years. <laughs> I'm not trying to just, like, leave some notes like, yo, grandkids, I know this guy died with a lot of money. You guys can grave rob him after I die. No. I'm, I'm not about that. I'm, I'm about me. We should probably also bring up purpose like what's the purpose we're just talking about digging up dead bodies with like no reason here yeah why did you I think digging up dead bodies is also just digging up dead bodies if there's no archaeological meaning behind it how long how long until graveyards become archaeological sites is what I'm saying 
Oh, probably never, because there's no reason to dig up most dead bodies. That cash most money, people, dog. Most people didn't do anything interesting with their life to be See, dug up after death. They got married. That's I one piece I, of gold. I, I think <laughs> you just talked into the whole like dirtbag logistics. Because <laughs> what, what made like, you what made you think about this? There's a meme topic. Oh, there's it's a meme. Because <laughs> I would almost okay. say like this is <laughs> this is almost in the same vein as like okay. How much is a homeless person allowed to steal from a store that doesn't leave their door unlocked at night? All of it. See? Nah. <laughs> All no, of that's it. not true. Let no. him have it. Get Let out him of have here. it. Get out of here. I want him to steal it and then hide it and then go back to the store and pass out. And just <laughs> do, hey, the door was open. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, man. Can we talk about coffee shops that look like communism? Ooh, what about them? There's one in, like, right near Lake Eola. Um... Yeah. And I walked into it, and it was very gray. Very Third Reich? No, oh. I would say very USSR with a little bit of the old uh, North Korea razzle-dazzle sprinkled in every now Pictures and Pictures of the manager everywhere with his arms crossed and down at <laughs> you real like... I would think it was almost there. <laughs> it was almost there. Oh, man. And I walked in here, and I'm like, so this is what communism feels like. Oof. Didn't feel good. Yeah. It was all gray and like that movie, The Interview, and they just had fake products behind the counter. Very close. Okay. Very close. Which one was this? I don't Shout know. I don't know the name. Say it. I wish I did Say know. It. I wish I did know the name. <laughs> I wish I did know, but I Man. Um, no, it's interesting. It, it is a thing, because I mean, there, there were people talking about that with Starbucks a little while ago. Well, also, I just read this thing, too. Um, non-alcohol bars. Yes. Allegedly, that's a craze. And by a craze, I mean five people own a restaurant. Yeah. Or five different restaurants are around New York City well, that have no alcohol. Well, one of those things where basically millennials are trying to... not I shouldn't say trying, but they are creating their own trend of a place to hang out that is... Not just centered around, one would say, alcoholism. I mean, well, that's fine. You and don't I have could... to drink to hang out there. Correct, but do you but... call it a bar? No. What do you call it? Social. Boom. American social. See? <laughs> if only we had a camera. Right? Ding! <laughs> um, I think um, people are like, someone was like, oh yeah, it's a craze. And I looked it up, there's like maybe five of them in existence. So yeah. it's not a craze. But, I mean, somebody could have said that the craze was Netflix fucking ten years ago. That's a little different. And there were six accounts. Like, but then you look at the spike in alcohol sales. It's not really what's a craze. What's prohibition? Jesus. I'd say just the steady incline of alcohol sales. Yeah. There's no way it's a craze. There's, or no. there's no way it's not a craze. Yeah. Or no. There's no way that it's not real. That's what I'm trying to say. No, absolutely. I think it's an idea. Mm-hmm. I think eventually we're just going to call them malt shops and diners. We're just going to go back in time? Uh, I mean, that's what's happening. A little bit. Yeah, I the, mean, What's the difference between a non-alcoholic bar and just like a restaurant? Cocktails with no alcohol in them. Mm. Oh. And no food. Wait, why do they still not serve food? At least like appetizers, like... If people are hanging out and you want them to stay in your establishment, non-alcoholic beer nuts. That beer all, nuts are already non-alcoholic. I know, I know, I know, I know. 
I said that with a smile on my you face. You son of a bitch. People can't hear that. Are you triggered? <laughs> a little bit. Are you a little triggered a little right bit, now? Honestly. A little oh, bit. Oh, man. Oh, man. Shout out to the House of... Or no, not the House of Blues. The uh, Hard Rock Hotel Bar. Yeah? They give you sweet and spicy nuts. Ooh. Mix. It's a trail mix. I was just about to ask. Two separate bowls or one? It's one bowl with two separate things in it. No way. Yeah. So there's a port- there's a partition. Yes. Oh. I like my nuts unsegregated. <laughs> you can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag 2020. Boom. We're not living in 2019. We're ahead. Yep. Oh, well, um, that wraps up the best. What are we at? Oh, like 45 minutes. Best 45 minutes of your fucking life. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Oh, I like it. it. Yeah. We're in chats with doing our next podcast on location. Details to come. Yes. Unfortunately, right now, we can't get a secure middle of the week day to go down because our schedules are a little conflicting yes. at the moment. But it will get better, we promise. Um, don't forget we have our big fantasy football episode coming up where it will be immediately following our draft yep we will already be drunk so that'll be good that is on the 25th that's right? on the 25th of yes. august this month and um we have our ian kluke foreign correspondent episode coming up yes. and then shortly thereafter that at the end of september we have the bachelor edition the bachelor that party is gonna be fan episode we will be getting lots of pictures and audio content from the bachelor party Dumping all of the drunkenness, or I won't think. I don't think it'll be that bad, actually. No. To be honest. D- drunking, they're dumping all that debauchery on poor Tyler here, and he's gonna have to sift through and figure out what's usable. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a that one's night. gonna be just a straight comedy one. Like, you want to hear some drunk guys ramble? <laughs> yep. Like, That's no, these assholes. I already, I already have friends. Yeah. So I can do that Speaking of that, we got to get into one of our in a future episode, one of our our music conversations that we're famous for having at Stogies. Oh, I would, I would love. Yes. That. Yeah. Let's we got to get into a Stogies it. music conversation going. That'd be great. Uh, well, this has been the Bartender's Ball Podcast. I'm Dustin. I'm Drew. Tyler. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Excellent. Drink safe. <laughs>